Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I am your host. I created this show and this interview in order to educate other entrepreneurs on how other people started businesses. So if someone wants to start a company or maybe they're in the early stages of entrepreneurship, they get some tips and tools that they can use in their journey. Today I have with me Judy Herman, who is otherwise known as the brain entertainer. So my first question is, how long have you been the brain entertainer? Like how long has that brand been there? Uh, I started in 2005. So whatever the math is to then, I guess it's 17 years now that I've started teaching. I started Allison because I noticed that my mother was having trouble coming up with the word or remembering the name of the person that she had had lunch with or even the restaurant where she had eaten. And I thought, this isn't good. This isn't like her. So mom liked to do word games. She liked the jumbles. She liked the word search. So I started working with her. And not only did she get better at it, but her confidence in her cognitive ability grew the more she was able to do. And when she went to a senior community, I asked the activities director if they had a program that was similar to what I was doing with my mother. They didn't, but she suggested that I might want to try it for the residence where my Mm -hmm. mom was living. I thought, fine, I have a degree in education, so I am familiar with creating a lesson plan and I'm, I'm easily in front of a group of people. And it was great. I had such a big audience <laughs> and I think maybe just a little bit was trying to see my mother's daughter <laughs> as well as what right. I was going to say. <laughs> But afterwards, my mom came up to me and she said, you were so good. She said, nobody fell asleep and nobody left. (laughs) I thought, bingo, I can do this. (laughs) So that's that's how how All Aboard the Brain Train started. And it has evolved over the years. And I'm now teaching in 20 communities here each month. And I have private clients and I do groups as well. So it's become... Keeps you busy. Very. And I love love it. I really do. When I say 17 years, I think, wow, that's a very long time to still be doing something and still enjoy and be stimulated and want to do more. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah. So was that your first journey into entrepreneurship and owning your own business? Um, Over the years, I've always dabbled in things. Um, I taught healthy cooking. Uh, before it was ever popular. My daughter (laughs) went through elementary school. Nobody wanted to change lunches with her. She couldn't offer them whole wheat sandwiches and carrots instead of (laughs) white bread and, you know, whatever they were eating. And uh, so that was very good. Um, 
I had uh, a business where I created uh, souvenir boxes out of a menu or a program or something from an event. And that was kind of fun. It was called Boxing Clever when I was in England. Okay. Um, and I managed a home furnishings and gift store, which was wonderful. I enjoyed that very much. Uh, so I've, I've dabbled in a few different things, but it wasn't until I became the brain entertainer that I really found my voice and found my calling. Oh, that sounds fascinating and, and very interesting. And probably you have your own niche there because I haven't actually, not that I spend a lot of time in senior community voices, <laughs> but, um, but I haven't actually heard of that before. Right at all? A lot of the senior communities have a requirement as part of their health benefits mm -hmm. to do something that is intellectually stimulating. And it's one of the problems that during COVID, you know, my people were isolated yeah. and many of them don't have the ability to do Zoom or any of the other things that we adapted to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of cognitive decline occurred in that period. And it, it was very sad, but people are coming back. And once I get in there and keep motivating and, and showing new ways of doing things, you know, mm -hmm. giving somebody something different, because that's how your brain grows. When you learn something new or you try something different, you're creating new neurons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what I try to do with my classes. So when you started this, you know, you had the first class at your mother's <laughs> yes. place. Did you know like right away, oh, oh, this could be like a business or like how did that evolve? It evolved because the activities director was so impressed that she sent an email to her colleagues here in Florida. And that was how it got started. And um, it's been great. I have some of those very first clients today oh, wow. that I started with. So we've been through an awful lot and they mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Every community is different and I love going there. Uh, and it's so important when people come up to me and say, oh, I love your classes, makes such a difference. And they're, they're so delighted by what I'm presenting. Mm -hmm. And that, that does me so much that, that that's my reward. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Cause I mean, I know like my father was always into crossword puzzles. So he would do, you know, I could get him like the New York times book of crossword puzzles right. for Christmas and he could go through those and, and, you know, he would do all those. I mean, he, he passed away more from an illness at 75 years old, but he would go through those. I know my aunt's into like Sudoku and, like that side of things. Right. right. Keeping your brain active with something that you enjoy, that's mm -hmm. engaging, is really what's important. It doesn't really matter what it is, as long as you enjoy and challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the problems is that, like with crosswords, you get to a point and then don't take it any further. You don't challenge yourself with the next degree of difficulty or right. something. You get to a point and you're happy there because you can do it. But the brain grows when you challenge right. it to do more. And there are two ways to do it. You can increase the difficulty of the puzzle 
or you can take away some time that you give yourself. So if you do a jumble in 10 minutes, try it in seven mm -hmm. or five. Give yourself that little bit of a time crunch. Your brain has to work a little harder. Mm -hmm. So, but anything you do, whether it's reading or puzzles or even watching game shows on television, you can learn so much. You know, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, yeah, yeah, like whatever. To do those too. Yeah, <laughs> those were the yeah. other ones that was like yeah. religiously watched. Those like every single night. You can and learn you could answer a all lot. like the Jeopardy. I mean, you could probably answer eighty or ninety percent of the Jeopardy questions. And I'm like, yeah. why don't you try and get on that show and win yeah. some money? Yeah. <laughs> like, money? I was on. I was the Jeopardy champion. Were you? Yeah, long maybe time ago. But that you. was kind of maybe that's where. Yeah, <laughs> I used to watch. I mean, when I would go and see them, I used to watch the show. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, and I sometimes will still flip on if I happen to be home and I'm like, oh, yeah, the Jeopardy's on. Some of the champions lately have been phenomenal. I mean, they're weeks, not just days. Oh, and they're, they're yeah. Wonderful. But the, the thing with Jeopardy is it's not that you don't know the answer. It's how quickly you recall. Right. And as we get older, it's that recall, the word retrieval that's kind of sluggish. And so we have to do things to get that quick recall back because otherwise you're standing there, you, you can't think of the word and you feel so silly in that kind yeah. of thing, you know, <laughs> but most of us are able to compensate. We have a cognitive reserve. It's called the, the information that we already have can be drawn upon. So if I couldn't remember uh, a particular word, I could maybe use a synonym or describe what the word means. I could get around it. But you know, in your head, you know there's a word and it, it will bother you until you think of it. So mm -hmm. I know. Oh, yeah. No, that def happens definitely. a lot. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I can see you clearly have a passion for what you do. Really, I do. And you've been able, obviously, to make it into a business. So you create all these kind of challenges yourself? I do, many of them. Or I think of a theme, like this particular month, we've been doing um, a traveling theme. Okay. And I've taken my, my students on virtual tours of countries through the puzzles okay. that we're doing. And then what I do is I try to find... Um, different activities. So maybe one could be a crossword puzzle. I do research. I, you know, I look okay. online a lot. There are a lot of um, puzzles and games that I can adapt from these online sites that are available. You mm -hmm. know, they have, they have many uh, different areas that you can look up and, and find different types of puzzles. And essentially that's what it is because I'm trying to activate maybe the vocabulary area, maybe okay. the spatial area, maybe the logic, maybe um, numerical. There's all sorts of areas and, and skills that people have that they don't necessarily use that much now. So by getting into a puzzle, they may find, wait, I like this. Right. And then like your dad, you get the book and you just go through it. I had one man who had never done a word search, oh, which wow. I found hard to believe, yeah. but he had never done a word search. I introduced him to it in one of the classes. 
He liked it so much, he went through 15 word search puzzle books. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. But he it was something that got him up in the morning. It was a purpose. It was, you know, something to do that he enjoyed, that he was benefiting from. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what you need, especially as you get older. You know, it's it's important to have things that keep you stimulated. Oh, so so true. So as an entrepreneur, you started obviously with the one class, you've built it out to the 20 classes plus privates and plus groups. Right. So what else have you done to kind of build out the brand? Because I think it's important for, you know, other people that are looking to potentially start a company mm-hmm. to know, you know, even if you start as just say like a website designer, um, let's say something in my, my arena, you know, like you can then build out from that, you know, you can either add more digital marketing services, or if you want to go a different direction and do something else, you know, like there's other places you can go that are like complementary. Complementary to what I'm doing. Well, I'm excited to say that I've got an ebook that's okay. just about ready to come out. It will be um, my top 10 brain entertainer tips, and it will be something that I will make available to everybody who um, joins my mailing list so Mm -hmm. that I can send out each month a teaser and then they can have the ebook, which will be fun and further information each month. And I'm also starting a subscription service so that people who want more of what I do, not just once a month, if they want it weekly, I will be starting a service where I will send out a few puzzles, maybe a video, maybe something complimentary, and they can subscribe to that. My aim is really to get the information to as many people as I can, Mm -hmm. as, as easily as they can receive it. And that's, that's my goal because it is a very important area. I think that so many people now are, becoming a lot more aware of Mm -hmm. how important it is to not only train, but maintain your brain. And that's where I'm headed in that direction now. Okay. So um, there are other things that we have in mind. One of the problems is most of them require me to be (laughs) there. And you know, I, I wish I could clone myself. So maybe that uh, will be yeah. something. You figure that out. Let me know. I may, yeah. I, I may do some sort <laughs> of training, you know, maybe train people to yeah. be brain entertainers. Yeah. We could go yeah. in that direction. Junior so brain, that or t- brain entertainers. Yeah. Under you. Yeah. And, you know, and brain entertainment is not something that's just for older people. I mean, yep. younger people too. We all have to realize that keeping... Uh, this part of our body in tip-top shape means that the rest of your body is going to be performing well as well. Right. You know. Oh, so true. Cannot neglect. No. The big boss. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find with your clientele that technology, so you were talking about newsletters and sending out the subscription service mm-hmm. and things like that, that your clientele is able to easily access this type of information, you know, with technology, because obviously they didn't, you know, many, I don't know what your target market is, but I would guess it's over 50. So most right. of them didn't grow up with Active the internet. Active adults, you know, the over 50s, I mean, 
now, over 50 is not what it used to be. I no, mean, I know, but I'm just saying like 40, 70. But many people didn't grow up, you know, like my mother technology. is over 80 and like she didn't grow up with any of this. So like she like fought getting an iPhone for years and years and years and I had like the flip phone until I finally was like, okay, well, the flip phone's <laughs> falling apart. So you have to get something. You either need to get another flip phone, which Apparently it's they still difficult. make, yeah, they still make the things, you know, they make like one. So here's your option, you know, your one option. Um, or you, and she finally, the only reason she got the iPhone was because her dog started having seizures and the vet asked for a video. And she's like, ah. what do you mean a video? And now she never actually did a video because he's like, once he got on the medications, like he um, has been okay, knock on wood since then. But, yeah. um, but like, that's the only reason she got the iPhone was, impetus was the animal versus I don't think she would have gotten it. It's any having other. motivation. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what got her. But I don't her. know that she would, you know, look at a phone to like download a puzzle, for example, you know, like, cause she didn't, even though I bought her a computer, she never uses it now that she has this little mini computer in her hand. Right. You know, so I guess that's my question. Cause I could see like a membership site would be great, but then they have to be <coughs> on a computer and like some of them may or may not be on computers all the That's time. That's right. That's right. And that is a problem with my senior okay. clients. Um, although surprisingly, a lot of them do email and they are, yeah. you know, online and it's not a problem. Yeah. My active adults um, are pretty much all okay. uh, pretty okay. technologically involved. Um, my one-on-one -on -one clients, I don't really need it with them, you know? So... Yeah. So I would say that the, the bulk of my audience would be okay. email accessible. Okay. So that would be good. Yeah, because I think email memberships, that would be interesting. Uh-huh. You know, because yeah. especially if you have, I mean, it sounds like you have a ton of content anyway from the 17 years you've been in business. So you can't imagine. If you can and it's be able to, I mean. A lot is print. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you could be able to create it digitally which I'm sure it's got to be a way to well, do it. Well, it's been scan digital. It or, yeah, I've got it on the computer and then I print it for my classes. Yeah, yeah. But, so you, you could, know. but you could easily put that into a, a membership site. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to be working on within the next few months. I mean, I, I uh, set aside a bunch of time where I can work on something like this and mm -hmm. still get everything else done that I need to. So... It's very exciting. I, this is this is a thrilling time for me. I have to say, um, I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm doing even more. No, oh, that's great because yeah. I think you know, like for business owners, you have to have a passion about what you do, and right. I think that's what I always tell you know someone wants to start up a business because every once in a while you hear someone that gives that story of like, oh, my best friend like has this kind of company and I'm going to, you know, and they make a lot of money. So I'm going to start that Do kind that. of company. And they have like zero interest in really the, you know, the industry, whatever it is. Yeah. But they have an interest in the end result of that. Yeah. But their best friend like has a passion for what he right. or she is doing. Right. You know, so it's a different, you know, so you're not necessarily going to be successful just because you know, unless it's a franchise where it's, you know, a business in a box that you can hand someone to run basically right. and have that kind of capital to invest in it. Right. You're not going to be able to basically just create it on your own. Yeah. It's so important to really love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It shows. I, I get, you know, my, my 
classes, my students, my clients, they all can feel the energy of my passion for it. And it gets them enthused. Right. And that's what you want. And for somebody to start a business, I think if they have a passion for whatever it is that they do, I'll tell you, my daughter has been great. She's a, a personal trainer. Huh? Uh, she's got a lot of clients, and but she's also now started a terrific dog walking and huh? sitting service. And huh? she has just so many clients. I mean, in <laughs> one day she can have four dogs to walk and she'll stay at somebody's house and the whole thing. Huh? So she has evolved a wonderful business because she loves dogs. So yeah. if you have That's that great. kind of interest and enthusiasm and passion for something, there's your business. Just figure out how to make it work for you. Yeah. And make money with it. And make money. <laughs> That's another thing. It can be a very nice hobby yeah. as you realize when you do your taxes and you think, well, wait a minute, I've got this much coming in and my expenses are, is this a hobby or is this a real, real thing? business? But eventually, if you, you know, if you play it right, it does become a business and it can be very rewarding financially, but even more rewarding for your heart and mm -hmm. for your brain and for your soul. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel? I mean, yeah. that, that's yeah. my, my take. <laughs> yeah. So what have been your biggest challenges when you first started the business? Yeah, getting people to realize that this is something that they can do. Uh, there's oh, a God. lot of resistance, you know? And so getting them to understand that it doesn't have to be painful to <laughs> do this. And somebody said about my classes, it's learning without studying. And once hmm. you decide that it's important to keep learning at any age, and it really is to keep that lifelong mm -hmm. learning, um, then they're more receptive. And also, you know, dealing with activities directors and schedules and <laughs> all of the, I'm a one man band. So, you know, all of the marketing, all of the invoicing, all of the this, that, and the other that I don't like to do. That's the part of the business that isn't fun. Making up the puzzles, putting together the lesson plans, <laughs> actually teaching or presenting. That's the gravy. That's the best. Uh -huh. But I also enjoy the creation of doing these things. Mm -hmm. So obviously you have kind of, at least in your communities, you have kind of a captive audience. So True. you can get one or two of them to be engaged. They'll spread the word for you and bring the rest of them in a lot. And, but how did you get, you know, you mentioned you have individual clients as well. So mm -hmm. like, how do you get those clients? How do they come into you? Mainly referrals. Okay. Um, I'll have people who realize that either their spouse or a friend or somebody is having some cognitive issues. And I can't say that I can cure them, Right. But I can point them in the direction of activities that might help them. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, essentially, because I have never marketed the one-on-ones, but <laughs> they come. Okay. You know, they come. It's really word of mouth. I think a lot of the problem for me in marketing is that some of my students, the older ones, are not the ones that are 
seeing what I'm offering. Right. It's probably the adult children of senior citizens mm -hmm. who will take up what I'm offering for their parents. Yeah. You know, because the parents won't say they want it. But if you say, Dad, I've got this great program for you, and this woman's going to come and we're going to see how it goes, and then Dad loves it. Yeah. Well, then dad tells his buddy or the right. wife, to, you know, so it, it that's how the one-on-one -on -one clients go. And similarly with my large groups, um, I've been very, very successful with women's groups at some of the communities and uh, the Hadassah or mm -hmm. uh, the PAP groups or, you know, women's clubs. Everybody, when they have a meeting, needs a speaker. And now I've kind of gotten onto that roster. So people are calling me, which okay. is great. So I guess to, to answer one of the questions anyway, I mean, if you're good at what you do, the work comes to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I find you still have to get the word out. But, True. you know, obviously you see a lot of clients, so you get the word out to some degree through those other clients. Right. And have kind of built it over time to what it is today. True. True. And when you're doing it all as one person, I said I, I, I'm in 20 classes a month plus individual clients plus maybe on the weekend or during the one weekend weekday morning, I'll have a presentation. Okay. So it, it's busy, but it's a good busy. Yeah, good busy is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Bad busy is not such a good thing. No. So it sounds like you're very organized and kind of have your schedule scheduled. Yes. <laughs> the yes. way you need it to be scheduled. Right. I do. And, and I'm very lucky. That's another thing about being an entrepreneur. You can set your own hours. Yep. You can set your own days. We were talking earlier, you're a morning person. Not I don't really do mornings. <laughs> um, my earliest class is at 11 and it's a struggle, believe me. Uh -huh. um, but I am able to have one week a month, the first week of the month, when I don't have any classes to teach, and I call that my flex time, where I am able to go for lunch with a friend, or okay. I'm able to do things because I don't have that set schedule. But take me into the second, third, and fourth weeks of the month, and you no lunches. see anyone else. That's it. <laughs> Lockdown. Unless I can switch you in between two classes, I can't see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you come to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I but, think it's important to have that balance, you know, you know, either family balance, friend balance, whatever that is. Um, very. You know, so you have the outside support as well as, you know, right. your own. Right. And especially keeping in touch with people that you're not seeing on a regular basis. People say in New York, or I used to live in England and I still have a lot of friends there and trying to get in touch with them. It's a little tricky because there's a five hour difference, right. but I do keep in touch on WhatsApp or FaceTime mm -hmm. or there's so many ways that you can do it. You just have to make the time for it and have the desire to do it. And not always wait for somebody to call you. If I yeah. think about somebody, well, 
there you go, I call them. Or if I'm driving past a community where somebody I know lives and I haven't spoken to them recently, I'll give them a call. Those little, you know, cues, which is right. what we need to remind us, yeah. are good mm -hmm. in a social way as well. Mm -hmm. No, I just find it so important. I mean, obviously you get the educational piece kind of built into your career mm -hmm. choice. So, you know, for me, you know, dedicating some time to read, you know, more of a self-development or business mm -hmm. development book is important. You know, I know I've gone through phases where I didn't do any of that. And then, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm more dedicated at doing like 10 pages a day, basically. Sometimes it's, you know, a little bit more than that. Sometimes it's just 10, but, you know, just 10 pages a day. I mean, so it's kind of a good to see how how many books you kind of get through mm -hmm. over the course of many months, you know, just reading 10 pages a day. Right. You know, but having that dedication, you know, to that and then obviously your health. I know we talked about a little bit the workout. I mean, I tend to walk early in the morning. Um, I do sunset walks. Yeah, well, that <laughs> works too. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Going to Green Cay or some of those oh, wetlands. Yeah. Green Cay is oh, great. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, we're lucky here in Florida. We can do that uh, oh, pretty yeah. easily. I know. With the I look at people's lives in the winter up there and I'm like, why do you live up there? <laughs> Although more and more keep coming here, so I shouldn't advertise that. Exactly. So we all stay up north. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we've got and it's good, but you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come visit. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually, I'm going up in the fall. I love the fall up oh, north. Yeah. So I'm I going up at the end of September, beginning of October. I get uh, a whole different vibe when I'm up in New York. And of course, I'm seeing family and friends and I grew up there. So it's all okay. familiar. And um, yeah, I try to get up there twice a year, usually uh -huh. both in the spring and the fall and not in the winter and not in the summer. You know, people say, how can you stay in Florida during the summer? It's so hot. <laughs> Tell me about it this summer when you've had 104 in some of the. Oh, I know. It was it's been hotter up there. 104 in London. In yeah, London. I know. Yeah, and I they don't that. have air conditioning a lot in England. I know that for a fact. <laughs> so they were really hot for a while. Yeah, I lived yeah. in Chicago for several years. And, um, you know, some of those older buildings that were built in the 1800s, mm -hmm. like I had window units in my apartment because it was built in 1880 or something like yeah. that. And so they just hadn't converted the whole place. So I had like window units, they would come out in the winter and then I would just stick them back in <laughs> in, in the, the summer, summer right? and run those. But I mean, I remember when I lived there, they had the heat index of like 110 one time. And so these seniors that were in these high rise things exactly. that had no air conditioning were dying like left and right. and you know, they were trying to like rescue them out of these buildings because they couldn't even. That was happening all over Europe yeah. this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And I know dreadful. Chicago's hit it, hit high again this summer and Indianapolis where I have family. I lived in Highland Park for a long time. Okay. In Chicago. So uh -huh. outside Chicago. Yep. Lovely. And, you know, sadly that was the parade. parade. Yep. Terrible. And it's such a beautiful community, perfect place to raise kids and to have mm -hmm. something like that happen. So devastating. Yeah, I know. Terrible. I mean, unfortunately, all this stuff is happening all over the country and all over the world. Mm. Mm. So, but we digress. We digress. We digress. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> to that. To a different we subject. We started to talk home and now we get into this. Right, so. right. Okay. Back to. 
So what's been your b- biggest success mm. with this business? I think just getting known for being the brain entertainer. And, you know, when I tell people what I do, they are interested. Mm-hmm. So it's it's having that... Um, I think the designation brain entertainer was a good one. You asked me how I got it earlier. And the fact that it's entertaining your brain for training and maintaining it mm-hmm. um, is something that most people are interested in. So, right. so I think my success in the business is becoming known for what I do and inspiring people to do more for themselves as mm-hmm. well. Do you know people that do what you do in other parts of the country? I really don't. Uh, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are doing classes. I know that uh, Dr. Cynthia Green up in New Jersey and New York has a wonderful program called Total Brain Health. And she has taken it to far beyond where I am in terms of having actual packaged courses that she makes available to communities Mm -hmm. and the head office will buy it for a few of their uh, different communities and see how it goes. So she has taken it to a very great extent, um, far more than I, but um, someone then teach that course in those communities. Like, so if it's a Kind of course in a box. Which a is- course in a box <laughs> so that somebody from staff can actually present the information. Okay. So rather than having me come in and do it, they buy the program from her and then present that program okay. in the communities. And it's great. I mean, she has done extremely well. And, you know, if I had the years behind to do it because she's been doing this for a number of years had i started a lot earlier i might have gotten to something like that but it's never too late it's never too late to be the person you were meant to be that's george Eliot, i think said that but that's very true um she has taken it to a, a much different level than i have but i'm evolving and growing and yeah. there is no limit really so no no, I mean, especially if you're going to go subscription or membership or something like or that. Or trainings. Because, or, yeah, yeah. Because there's... that's something that doesn't necessarily, once it's set up, require you, you know, your day-to-day interaction with it. Exactly. You know, other to add more content, but to, you know, if it's a subscription service and you start with 10 weeks or 10 whatever, mm-hmm. you know, build it out. Build it out. Continue exactly. to build it out. But it sounds like you right. already have the content. It's just a matter of building it out. Exactly right. Exactly right. I've wanted to do something with everything that I've accumulated for a number of years now. And this now is the time. I've gotten, you know, taken care of a whole lot of other things in life. And now I can really devote myself to this. And it's a pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's great. So what's been your biggest frustration of owning a business? that you have to do a lot of stuff that you don't (laughs) love doing, that is not in your wheelhouse, that is beyond your comfort level. And that for me is all the um, bookkeeping, administrative, (laughs) precisely. So non-creative. Yeah, that's that's not that's, for me. That's what I always tell people from in, a business coaching perspective is to hire that stuff out 
Obviously, yeah. you can't always, like when you first start a business, you know, when you first come in, you know, and it's you alone, depending on what you're, you know, if you have income behind you or not, or money behind mm -hmm. you, you know, you can't always do that initially exactly. because a lot of times you're, you I know, know. <laughs> every single position, including website designer and marketer and salesperson and service, you know, and right. you do the service, you, you do it all. But, you know, as you grow, you know, it's like, okay, I don't like that. You know, I have a payroll company that I, you know, I input the numbers, but um, like the payroll company tracks everything. They send out all yeah. the W whatever's and yeah. all that wonderful stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. You, you should do what you're good at and let somebody right. else do what they're good at that can help you. So uh, you're right. Somebody who can do the, the bookkeeping or can do some of the administrative stuff that I do. And, and the thing is, I could do it, but it would take me so long. Whereas for somebody who knows what they're doing, boom, 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 they don't get confused. It's why I have been collaborating with this woman in California, my creative muse, Cheryl Bernstein, I want to say thank you. <laughs> um, but she has really helped me get this thing together. It, it looks good. It, it feels like me. It's my voice. Mm -hmm. She's just making it look Right. And she knows how to do that. Yeah. What she's doing would take me weeks. Right. Takes her hours. So yep. perfect. I'm happy to pay her to get that done yeah. because it would be taking time away from what I need to do to continue doing what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. And what you love to do. And what I love to do. Yeah. So as we start to wind down today, what would you say, you know, if, if someone's going to start a business and what would you give like one tip that maybe you either learned early on or you acquired, you know, into your entrepreneurial journey of like what's really helped you in that process? What would that be? I would say believe in yourself, know what you want, have a clear vision okay. and then go for it. And do what you need to do or get help to start up what you have in your head. Because whatever it is that you're starting is unique. It's yours. Mm -hmm. And if you have the confidence and the belief that what you have to share is valuable and you know that you are capable of putting it out there, Go for it. Have the confidence, have the belief in yourself and just do it. Don't wait because <laughs> the longer you wait, the longer it will be for you to really reap the rewards, yeah. which I'm finding now I am loving what I'm doing, but it took a while to get here. You, yeah. As you know, oh, anybody absolutely. who starts a business and, um, you know, I hope to grow it to many levels. But I have the confidence in that. And I didn't yeah. always, but it grows. So uh -huh. have the belief, have confidence, and do it. Awesome. And if anyone wanted to get in touch with you to either learn more about your program or ask a question of you, what's yes. the best way to do and that? You're very welcome to. Um, my website is www.thebraintertainer.com. You can email me on j.herman at braintertainer.com. And my phone number, if you want to give me a call, maybe we can set up a meeting on the phone. 
uh, is 561-542-7830. And I look forward to hearing from you. Great. Thank you very much for joining me today, Judy. Great pleasure, Allison. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for and having me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, my name, again, is Allison Turner. I am the host of the Dream Plan Start Grow show. If you have any questions for me or want any additional resources, all of our all of my podcasts, audio and videos are on the dreamplanstartgrow.com website. I also offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation if you are interested in either starting a business or maybe you're early on in your entrepreneurial journey and stuck in those early stages. So please reach out to me and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.